Hey, welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and we put them on our list. This is episode 143. This week in the podcast, we watched Delta Force. The Delta Force. Yeah, Woo! get it fucking right. It's the Delta Force. Well, I wish... Well, the Delta Force didn't show up until almost the end of the movie, so I wasn't really sure what was going on. <laughs> they were milling around throughout the <laughs> throughout the film. Yes, yeah, you know, I have to say the the most that the Delta Force did was stand and wait or sit and wait. <laughs> oh, it just shows how patient the uh, with the, the, the elite, with, the with, elite with, military force. Yeah, with the rope around their shoulder like the whole time. <laughs> We'll get into that. I want to get into the part where they didn't slap you, the American play, flag onto their shoulders. Didn't you ever play GI Joes <laughs> yeah. and you just kind of like had your GI Joes like stand around and right and wait and wait? So this movie was <laughs> wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we got a lot to get <laughs> we'll, to. We'll get All right, we'll, we'll get I, there. I am John. With me as always is James. Yeah, and Dustin. <laughs> hey. hey guys. Hey, how are you? Oh great! Yeah, pretty pretty damn good. I it's guess it's always a good day watching <laughs> Chuck Norris, <laughs> Texas Ranger. I mean, was he always a super Chris? I don't know. He is now. I haven't I haven't done a deep dive on Chuck's uh, yeah, background. He, I'll say this about him: at least he shuts the fuck up for most of the time. Like he's not like Seagal. Like he's not out there like. Popping off constantly. Yeah, I mean, he hardly has anything to say. And from what movie. I understand, well, I mean, he's not like raping women. He hasn't raped anybody, from what I understand. Yeah, or like sex trafficking. Yeah, let's not forget. We should bring it up on every podcast. Actually, <laughs> Steven Seagal was a sex trafficker. Yeah, that, that's Alleg- why he fled allegedly. the country. <laughs> Alleged. I'll say it. He can come after me. He come might. at. Come at me. Steven. He's gonna chop you and throw you in the corner. All you gotta do is throw some carrots at him. <laughs> well, yeah, we learned he loves fucking carrots. He loves carrots. Um, he so, does. James, did you watch anything between last show and this show? <clears throat> yeah, I watched uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo. Okay, tell me Classic. about it. Tell me about it. Well, uh, it's got Dolph. Yeah, it does. And it's got Brandon Lee. R.I.P. And... Uh, you know, some shit goes down in uh, Little <laughs> in Tokyo. Little Tokyo. And there's a showdown. There's a showdown, and <laughs> it's got some lines that took me uh, by surprise. There's a part where uh, there's a sex scene, and uh, she says, I think I heard you come that time. <laughs> I mean, it's in the movie. <laughs> it's there. It's there. Followed by like a minute later where Brendan Lee, like, they're, the house they're in is getting intact, and Brendan Lee says, Kenner, just in case we get killed, I wanted to tell you, you have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. Thanks. I don't know what to say. How about don't get killed? Don't get killed. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Why is that in the movie? I don't... <laughs> Sounds great. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. It makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean... Makes me want to watch it again. This is something he's saying to Dolph. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm highlighting the wrong parts of the movie. <laughs> Was it for good? sure? Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it, and I will watch it again, and it, we will do it eventually. F- future episode. Somewhere future down episode. The road. So I watched that, and then uh, I also listened to what's it called, John? The Distractor. Oh, uh, the Defector. The Defector. Oh, I'm so happy about this. That this is going to be brought a s- smile to my face. 
such a small number of people are going to know what we're talking about. So there's this pot, there's this website um, called Deadspin. Uh, yeah, it's called this the distraction, a defector oh, podcast. The distraction. There's this website called Deadspin. Um, they're they're part of uh, originally they're a part of um, Gawker Media. Right, I remember Deadspin. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, uh, the venture capitalist fucking vampires that took over Gawker Media um, eventually after a bunch of stuff. Uh, it was called Gizmodo Media, I think, at that time. Uh, they were doing a bunch of stuff and like Barry Petschke, I think was the, the editor at the time. Anyway, I think he got fired. I might be getting the names wrong, but anyway, he got fired and then everybody quit in protest because of what they were making them do. So like, it's my, it was my favorite site. It was like my favorite. It was like the first site I checked every day. It was predominantly a sports website, mm-hmm. but it was also touched on like everything from like pop culture to politics to. Yeah, it was kind of a mix. It's also the anti barstool. Which I don't know, they're they're really popular. Like Spit and Chicklets is like their most popular thing, and it's like just whatever, not my thing. Anyway, so they had a podcast with um, Drew Margery, uh, Margery, I don't know how to say his name, and uh, David Roth. They were both writers. Uh, Drew's also like a he writes for GQ, and he's like a, he writes novels. And so. Anyway, it's just a really great podcast that I loved listening to. James, like we both loved it. It's just like a sports podcast, but also just like yeah, it's really funny too. It's like funny and nice social commentary, and, and yeah. it was really great. And then it just disappeared one day when they all walked off the job. Okay, yeah. and yeah. now they've started a new site called the uh, Def- Defector. The Defector? No, it's just Defector. Defector.com. It's like a sports website, like the Athletic. Where they're gonna write sports stuff and the mm-hmm. podcast is back and it's just and you guys are happy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I I just like their takes and like yeah, like John said, they they mix sports with uh, pop culture and politics and it's just it's just a fun listen. That's cool. It's like people you whose work you enjoy and they disappear, but nice to see them. Yeah. Show up again, and yeah. So what they've started is like it's owned by them, like right. it's, owned so by, it's owned by they a can't bunch. Get fucked yeah. over by somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the people who wrote for the for the site like are all back, and they all it's self owned. So yeah. Patrick Redford, who's one of the guys, is also on the latest episode of uh, Chapo Trap House. Oh, okay. So yeah, cool. I know you don't listen to that, Dustin. Uh, you listen more to uh, uh, who's that? Yeah. Digging, reaching, reaching digging, digging deep. Here. Who's that digging rat deep. fuck? Uh, um, Giuliani. He's more of a no. vampire. More <laughs> of a vampire. Giuliani. Yeah, I'm a big Giuliani. You guy. are a big Giuliani head. Yeah. You were I have, really, a, I have a bobblehead. I remember though. you were a real big fan of the broken window philosophy. I have his bobblehead. I have his uh, Funko Pop. <laughs> uh huh. Anyway, so now we bored everybody about that. That was a lot of dead space. Probably cut all of that. Hey, you don't know. There's probably some sports fans out there listening to this. Oh, yeah. Anyway, check out Defector.com. They're not up and running yet, but they will be soon. And the podcast is called The Distractor. Sorry, The Distraction. Have you guys been watching that Lovecraft Country? That's what I was going to bring up. That's my thing that I watched. I really enjoy it a lot. Yeah, I've been liking it quite a bit so far. I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) It's a new HBO show. You don't know. Love. This is right up your alley. Lovecraft Country. Yeah, Yeah. it's a horror show. Um, It's produced by Jordan Peele, right? 
Yeah, and J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, definitely like kind of reclaiming H.P. Lovecraft kind of stuff uh, about African-American characters because he's a notorious racist. He hates Jewish people a <laughs> but, lot. But um, he had really cool horror story ideas and stuff. So there's been a lot of writers actually in the last, I don't know, 10 years sort of taking his influence and, you know, shedding all the racist shit right so but anyway it's a good show it's really it's got lots of gore for you and just weird crazy shit happening it's kind of interesting though it's like kind of jumping around a lot it's like a like yeah it's weird the storylines are like moving very quickly it feels like it was more like the first episode the first two episodes were kind of like one self-contained story yeah and now the next episode has started kind of a new a whole new like arc it's the same characters but it's like now it didn't they've, have moved, they've moved on to different things. Yeah, it didn't have to be the same characters. They could have started fresh. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you establish those those characters are pretty likable, so you want to kind of keep following them, I yeah. guess. It's it's really good. I really enjoy it a lot. I know it's I don't think it's gotten the best reviews. Yeah, I saw some negative stuff for it, but I I'm liking it quite a bit so far. I mean, I don't think it's perfect. There's some there's some problems with it, but overall I it's really fun. Michael hmm. K. Williams is in it. I'll have to check yeah. it out then. So Omar's o- coming. Always good to see Omar. <laughs> Omar. Nice. You know, it's kind of interesting Like for his character of Omar. Like, a lot of times people are tied to a certain character and it kind of like might hold their career back. I don't feel like in any way it's held him, him back. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I just, I've been, I was rewatching Community and uh, yeah. I forgot that he had shown up in that uh, one, one season as a I, professor. I rewatched the... Oh yeah, the Law and Order one, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> That's peak TV right there. Man, there's a lot of good episodes. But yeah, it's great. Um, season four. Tight stuff. Tight, tight, tight. No, that- season four is the, <laughs> is the bad one. It's the only really bad one. Uh, well, I watched uh, I watched a uh, documentary that uh, probably we should you're, all watch. You're big on documentaries lately. Yeah, yeah I've been watching it, a lot this year. Was it called Saving Christmas? It was called In Search of the Last Action, Action Heroes. Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> Same guys that did the In Search of Darkness uh, horror right. movie documentary. You still got that Blu-ray, James? Did you ever get around to watching that? <laughs> I did watch it. Oh, you did? I didn't watch the Blu-ray version, like what you gave me, though. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I, da- I downloaded it. Son of a bitch. Uh, and then they also they have a sci-fi one coming out soon. Oh, okay. And they're doing a second part to the horror movie one that's going to go more in-depth, kind of. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, this is really fun. Um, I'll have to watch it. How long is it? Three hours long? It's like two and a half, probably. I'll break it up. Yeah, it wasn't as long as the horror movie one, which yeah. was pretty long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's really fun and just took me back to being a kid and renting action movies at the video store. And I mean, it's almost more fun watching the clips of some of these movies than, than like actually thing. sitting down to, to watch the whole movie in some cases. So you were edging the whole time. <laughs> just edging, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it was a good time. And then uh, I also watched uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. You metal, dude! Oh, okay. The uh, the long-awaited yeah third third part of that series. You think it was long-awaited? I think it was long unanticipated. I think there was there was no because people because they had they had been talking about it for a long time, and so I think that did generate interest where people were like, oh, another Bill and Ted, and a lot. Of, I think there was a lot of people that wanted it to. Uh, so to how happen. how was it? It was fine. Like, it's not great. It's not terrible. It's an enjoyable enough diversion, you know, for a little while. Uh, actually, the storyline is pretty good, I thought. There's not a ton of laughs. There's there's a few funny 
good funny parts, but uh, it's enjoyable enough for what it is. Like it doesn't need to be a a masterpiece, <laughs> but you can you know the, some of the budget restraints you can kind of see right on the screen a little bit because there's you know certain effects heavy stuff in it doesn't look necessarily like the best of the best but yeah it it does what it needs to do so uh, i thought it was it was enjoyable enough but then the last thing i was going to bring up was uh this new cartoon i've been watching uh it's a dc universe thing that now is available on hbo mm-hmm. um because i think they're folding their you know dc had their own like fucking app for no i didn't know that. yeah they had their own streaming service <laughs> With Why? just DC stuff on it. Why would you do that? Everybody has to have their own. Everyone app. had to have their own. But now it's been like folded into HBO stuff. So which is good, I think. So DC, does nobody own DC? Yeah, does Warner Brothers owns. Oh, Warner Brothers. DC. Does. They haven't like brought it into whatever they're doing. Uh, yeah, I don't. They, know. I it, they failed to. Anyway, it's gone. Uh, I, from my understanding, their stuff has been absorbed into HBO Max. Um. So, so totally worth getting that all, now. Well, their own <laughs> isn't Warner Brothers own HBO. I believe so. Who knows? Anyway, oh no, AT and T owns them. Oh, AT and T. <laughs> yeah, because John Oliver's always like, "You like that, AT and T TV daddy?" That is infuriating. After all, if I wanted exorbitant fees that keep getting raised all the time despite shitty service, I'd become a customer of AT and T. Yeah, fuck you, AT and T. Even if you take over, you'll never be my real dad. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's a it's a Harley Quinn cartoon, but it's like totally rated R, like tons of swearing and like. I don't want to see a cartoon fucking and sucking. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> I didn't say it was a porno. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm just saying it's rated R. Like it's uh, you know lots of gore and like violence and then like really funny jokes. But there's also lots of like really nerdy like comic book jokes and references um so i'll and, get all those so this is yeah. what james is out so like yeah. um and like bane is on it and he talks in like the tom hardy voice and but like everyone thinks he's a loser and stuff there's just all this <laughs> it's really fucking funny i can't like i can't believe how good it is um mm. what's it so, called this is called harley quinn uh and there's just one season so far i'm almost done i think i have two episodes left but uh i would definitely definitely recommend it it's cool pretty fun better than the movie was i did watch the batman trailer oh yeah what'd you think oh that looked good to me <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a ringing endorsement from john yeah i mean it I looked, looked really good i don't know fucking, fucking yeah. friend of the show dan who told me today that he won't listen to the podcast because mm-hmm. somebody about breaking a spell or something what uh, ghost host dan ghost host dan <laughs> but he was he said he has been looking through he he was looking through our episodes but he won't listen to the podcast <laughs> oh okay i mean he hears uh about some of it because like it trickles down we'll, we'll play games online and i'll mention stuff that right I'm, i'll talk about how he well, gets mentioned I think, and stuff i think future host of the show andy tells him things <laughs> that fuck hole andy yeah well andy yeah andy does too because we'll be on there playing like grand theft auto and we'll be bullshitting about stuff what are you doing playing online and and he'll be like you got so much time in your hands oh we got a crew man yeah we, oh, got, yeah. A, we got a crew on, on that grand on theft that, auto yeah oh fuck We're called, uh, off dill dill house dill <laughs> dylan to the max <laughs> oh I, you know what i want to before I, I i talk about batman uh, I'm not watching it, but a f- somebody I work with is watching uh, Friday Night Lights for the very first time. Oh, nice. 
Man, what a great show that is. <laughs> That's one of those shows I'd like to go back and watch, but I just don't really see it happening. Yeah, he like he just he's telling me about it and he's just like talking about Riggins and Matt Saracen and Coach Taylor. Yeah, and Coach he's Taylor. Bring everything up. She was my dad. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Coach uh, Taylor. Clear eyes, full hearts, get loose. The best. Sorry to Dustin's dad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's If right my too. kids are ever <laughs> orphaned, I hope that Coach Taylor is their new dad. If you haven't watched Friday Night Lights, man, that's a great TV show. Yeah, I With stopped watching it. One of the greatest... <sighs> se- you stopped watching it? Yeah. One of the best season finales in TV history. I think I got like into the second season. Okay. I was just like, so, man. Oh, so the second season was the shit Season one. two <laughs> is a disaster. I couldn't make it through. Like, I mean, spoiler alerts for like a show from like 15 years ago, but like (laughs) weird shit happens. Like one of the characters kills a guy. Yeah, we've brought this up before. And then it just like goes away. (laughs) Disappears. They're like, that was a dumb plot. Let's get rid of that. (laughs) Let's never talk about this again. And then the dad helps like hide the body. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Anyway, the Batman. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, trailer looks pretty cool. Robert Pattinson. Mm Mm-hmm. I got no beef with that guy. Not 100% sold, but the trailer was good. Yeah, I mean, best Batman I didn't even voice. I didn't even know they were making another Batman. I'm like so out of the <laughs> loop here. You're not reading uh De- was it uh Hollywood Report? I don't know. <laughs> Hollywood Report. <laughs> you don't read Hollywood Report? Uh, James, the National Enquirer. <laughs> I I don't know. What am I supposed to read? Some kind of internet news. Yeah, it's, it's Hollywood geez. Reporter, you fuckholes. The Drudge Report. <laughs> the Drudge no, that's Report. what Dustin wow. reads. Yeah, no. Well, I'm yeah, more of a breaker bird guy. Yeah, you're. Well, <laughs> speaking of Breitbart, how are you feeling about Steve Bannon getting arrested, Dustin? Uh, that must have been a pretty big blow for all of us. Yeah. You know what? It's all part of Donald Trump's plan to get into the system to expose the child pornography. Pornographers, people. yeah. <laughs> It makes sense. Did you listen? It's the only thing that does make sense. Do either, we trust? Do either of you guys listen to uh, This American Life? Uh, I haven't. I, haven't, I haven't in a long time. They did an episode on this past week on, on like people going back to school, mm-hmm. and they were these these teachers in Utah were talking about it, and they recorded stuff, and um, these fucking moms in Utah mm-hmm. like going to a thing about wearing masks, and. Mm. Um, they made it so you had to wear masks and people were protesting it. So they had a town hall thing about it. And this mom is up there and she is bawling her eyes out. And she is so upset. And she's talking about how this is a, this is a pedophile's dream with all these masks. Cause it's all the big plot so that sex traffickers can steal kids because the masks will make them harder to identify what? <laughs> so they'll be able to steal them easier? She's on that Q that Q tip. If you will. She's she on the Q tip. Far down the Q hole. Jesus. She's riding that Q tip train. <laughs> uh so long story short, Batman. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> so we're still looking with the Batman trailer? That's how that's where we're at? Yeah. <laughs> I mean so it's supposed to be like a Batman detective-ish. <laughs> Kind of dealio, dealy. I. Uh, what do you think about when he starts beating the shit out of that person and won't stop? I liked it. Yeah, I knew you would. I liked it. I, I was sold right um, there. I know how you feel about I, uh, dealing with those types of criminals, James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what the Batman does, though, isn't it? 
He's young. He's hot headed. <laughs> he's beating he's got, people to look. Death. He only beats people who deserve it. I mean, he's got angst. Couldn't he <laughs> just like, got angst? But couldn't like, Batman just use all of his money to like end poverty in the city? No, but like when you have that much money, you either like eat your cousin's flesh or something like that, or you you have to <laughs> do something that you're not allowed to do. <laughs> what? You know, happy. You had to- oh, happy, yeah. That's fuck. That show's weird. You go hunting for like endangered species, okay. or yeah. or you start being this shit. He just people. like, but couldn't he just work? I mean, out of the two possibilities, he, I think he went with the right one. I don't know, man. I think there might have been a plan, like a third path. Nah. What, like cruise around in a truck and paintball shooting people? Well, I'm just saying, maybe using some of his money and privilege to like, I don't know, like change the system oh, that sounds so unrealistic why do you guys have such dead eyes right now <laughs> the system's corrupt man it's only four of the top one percent that's what i'm saying if you could ch- anyway which is him <laughs> speaking of trailers let's roll the trailer for this this is a high tech the enemy doesn't care who they hurt <laughs> not how young <laughs> How innocent. How helpless. Collect all passports. Why? Do it! Strangers. They're making a mistake. United by the threat of death. There's only two of them! And there's so many of us! Find the courage. You take one of us, you gotta take us all. To defy their captors. I won't do it! It's a new age of terror that requires a new breed of warrior. One minute to showtime. We're members of Delta Force and we're here to take you home. America's elite anti-terrorist commandos. Committed to destroy the enemies of freedom. Because the stakes are more than pride. Sleep tight, sucker. More than honor. More than justice. I want to negotiate. Do you hear me, American? Loud and clear. Because they're fighting to save American lives. The Delta Force, starring Chuck Norris and Lee Marvin. America's new heroes. The Delta Force. Okay, Dustin. Hey. You can tell by the tone of my voice that I'm super stoked. Yeah. (laughs) About... I picked this one for you, man. So... I'm going to ask you two questions. Mm-hmm. Question Shoot. one. Shoot. Why did you pick this movie? And question uh, two. Oh, awesome. Did you know how long this movie was before you picked it? Okay. Well, uh, question one. Uh, I picked it because we didn't. We don't actually have any Chuck Norris movies. Well, we did the Octagon, but we never released that episode. So we haven't done any Chuck Norris episodes Quick. this entire run of our show. Right. Quick right. follow up uh, addendum to that. Mm-hmm. Now does this movie reinforce the fact that what I have always thought that we should have no Chuck mm-hmm. Norris <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's an action movie podcast we gotta have some Chuck Norris on here. Well you have to have action in the movie <laughs> so everyone knows that Chuck Norris starred in action movies and that this is an action movie podcast but what I presuppose is <laughs> 
What if it Maybe wasn't? Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, and then question B was, did I know how long it was? No, I had no fucking idea. And when I turned it on and saw that it was two hours, nine minutes, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there you go. Those are the answers to those questions. I did not know how long it was. So you've seen this before, though? No, I've never seen this movie. Uh, I was going to assume you didn't, because if you had... Right. I'm gonna guess it wasn't your wouldn't be your first choice. <laughs> it wouldn't have been my first Chuck Norris choice. But is this supposed to be one of his best ones? Well, I don't know if it's considered one of his best. I think um, I just had a memory in my mind of always seeing it at the video store when I was a kid. I never actually watched it. Right. Uh, I think I remember having a friend that was really into. I remember there was a sec. There's like three of them actually, although I think Chuck Norris is only in the first two. And I remember him talking about these Delta Force movies and stuff. So I was just like, oh yeah, we'll do Delta Force. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also uh, I've been going and watching some Canon, some Canon movies lately. And I had watched, I had rewatched that documentary about Canon films a while back. And so, uh, you know, in the documentary, you just see like the best parts you're seeing the explosions, you're seeing the, the gunfire. Yeah. Uh, And I was like, oh yeah, okay, we got to do, we're going to do Delta Force at some point. Right. So, here we are. We're doing Delta Force. Well, we did watch it. We did. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So this is a weird, I'm going to say that like, right off the bat, like this is a weird canon movie because usually they are just, you can count on them for straightforward B movie action. You know, Enter the Ninja. Right. Uh, American Ninja. They got a lot of ninja movies. But this one is like, tries to sort of be a serious like drama slash thriller for like a while, quite a while. Well, it's like t- it really, this movie is like two movies. Yeah. Because you have the first three quarters of it are just about the actual events of them yeah. being taken hostage. Chuck Norris isn't even in it. Well, he's there, but it's just showing them getting ready to go over there. And yeah. then like, f- it's about halfway through the movie, I think where they first are like spying on them on the plane and then they get spotted. Um, and so, yeah, like he, it's weird because they have all these like Oscar nominated and some Oscar winning actors mm-hmm. and like as people on the plane, like mm-hmm. you have like George Kennedy as the priest yeah, and you've got, uh, uh, Shelley Winters is on there. Like fucking Shelley Winters for some reason. In this movie. Robert Forster, who I love is the, the villain playing, you know, <laughs> playing an Arab character even though he's right white um but so you have all these like quality actors and I think I feel like on the plane even though there's like you know it's not a super exciting stuff that's taking place the acting is the really acting well is done. good right yeah and they, they all add some flavor to the movie totally but then they all just sort of disappear like yeah after a little while you don't really like you know th- there's the part where they take all they round up the Jewish uh, passengers and then yeah. they take them off the plane and they put them at another site to keep the hostage there. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of just, you don't see those actors anymore. Um, you know, like, uh, Shelly Winters is on the plane, but after that, the first bit of dialogue with those characters, interactions with the passengers, they don't really have anything to do after that. Well, they're, yeah. And they have such an important role in the first part of the movie. And then to just like, not even have them really in the rest of the movie except for when they get rescued. Yeah, and that's why I'm, I'm, it's such a weird movie in so many ways because I feel like at first, this is directed by Menachem Golan, by the way, who is like one of the two guys who 
owned Canon and ran it. Oh, okay. And so I feel like he was trying to stick to the real life events. This is based on actual events that happened. And I, I was reading about them on Wikipedia last night. The actual airline that was hijacked. Wait, wait, wait. Which, which, so isn't it the, is it the failed one? The fail? Oh no, that's a different one. Because I was reading some stuff on it too. There's so, so there used to be though, like multiple hijackings like a week. Yeah. Um, so which hijacking is this I, I'd have on? to look it up again of which one it actually was. But I was reading the actual events and they were actually like mirrored very closely by the movie Except for all the shit once the Delta Force comes in and does all their stuff at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, other than that, it's actually very close. Like, you know the part they, they shoot the, the diver guy, the Navy guy, and drop him on the runway? Yeah. Like, all that stuff happened for real. Oh, okay. And so there was a lot of people that were upset about the movie at the time because it they made it, like, basically right after this stuff had happened. Right. In fact, Menachem Golem sent people to Israel to, like go into the country illegally and try to find out what was happening so that they could write a script to make this movie <laughs> like immediately kind of thing. Um, so, wow. So yeah, so actually most of it is very close to what actually happened, which is kind of weird. Yeah. And then, so you're just watching this sort of drama that isn't terribly interesting for like, I don't know, an hour and a half. And I mean, then it's, a, it's an interesting, there are interesting drama. Bits with yeah. the ac- because of the actors. Yeah, because of the actors. But then you just get a lot of like, okay, now Delta Force has to move over here and set up this way. And then the terrorists are doing this. And then there's like this Orthodox guy that's watching them. And like, there's, there's a, kind of a lot of stuff that isn't really super exciting. And then the last half an hour is just one big fucking action sequence. Like, yeah. There's nothing, there's no action spread throughout the. The funny movie. thing about that plane, everything that happens on that passenger plane. Is that the only time the Delta Force is on that plane is when they're flying home. Yeah. At the end. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I mean, we get, those, we get those scenes where they're practicing how they're going to infiltrate the plane and shoot the terrorists really like, fast. Which is pointless because they don't actually it do it that way. <laughs> so why even have that in the movie? Yeah. I don't know. Like. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's like he wanted he wanted to show a real historical picture of what happened and then put a whole bunch of like typical kind of canon movie action at the end of the movie. Yeah. So it's a really weird mix of those things. Yeah. I mean, so watching this movie with all those characters on the plane and like Lee Marvin and uh like George Kennedy and like George Kennedy, the scene at the end where the blonde Delta Force guy dies and he cries after giving him his last rites. Yeah. I was like, they, this movie does not deserve this no. kind oh, no. of level no, of no. acting it doesn't. from George Kennedy. But but seeing all these actors, I'm just like, one of my favorite movies is The Dirty Dozen. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of these guys are in that movie. Is and George Kennedy in The Dirty Dozen? Yeah, okay, he is. I forgot that. And... I just, was and it's just like, man, like these guys are like all star actors. Yeah, for real. And they're in a Chuck Norris movie. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So, but that's like <laughs> the biggest problem I had with this film. So I rated this movie. We'll get to the end, but I rated this movie incredibly low um, because the movie doesn't, I think the movie doesn't know what it wants to be. No, for sure. Right. I, I, I would gladly watch this 
I, I'd rather, drama? The drama. Mm-hmm. I would gladly watch that movie. Well, that is three quarters of the movie. I know, but I, if it was, and it was handled a little bit differently in the ending, say so you cut out the whole Delta Force thing, but like, if it was, if it <laughs> was. cut out the whole movie, the point of the movie, the Delta Force. But if they gave everything more weight. Yeah. Like, and they made the, it more of an actual true dramatic film. But like the acting is like, yeah. this might be the best acting we've seen like the, the, yeah, in it, a Chuck Norris movie. Well, <laughs> but I, what I'm saying is like acting level versus like rating. This is by far the the, the biggest like divergence hmm. we've ever seen. But I'm, I'm just more I'm so much more interested in that film instead of like the last scene in Commando, which is pretty much what we get. Well, I got to say, I mean, I enjoyed the the last half an hour of the movie, even though it doesn't belong in the same movie as the rest of the of the stuff. I mean, it's not that great. The last half of the movie. I mean, sure, there's some explosions, but there's like, you know, all this equipment and doom buggies and motorcycles. Where and, the fuck did they get that shit, Dustin? And <laughs> they like, brought it in on no, their boats didn't. or their helicopters or whatever. By yeah, the way, on why the U boat. Why are they wearing fucking black? Everything's black, right? The boat, like their little, like their little dinghies, black. Yeah, they're yeah. wearing black. How do you know how big their dinghies are? <laughs> yes, their dinghies. <laughs> Is that your attempt at humor, Dustin? <laughs> oh my god, this guy. But they have bright yellow uh, scuba tanks. All right. Yeah. Like what? And I th- it's, the thing is, that this movie gives you the time to pick that kind of shit out. <laughs> to be like, oh, hey, can we get back to the uh, the stuff about the, the the them trying to kill Jews? Like that was far more interesting than these guys in a little black dinghy scuba diving in. <laughs> Well, and so, where are they at the end? Uh, they're in Lebanon. Okay, so so they get there, and they immediately put on their American American badges. badges? So you know that they're Americans. Why? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. And they have those like stick-on patches. I'm assuming that's that pretty cool. It gives them some type of like power, like a force field. But you're supposed <laughs> to be. No one's supposed to know you're there. Yeah, like they're supposed to be covert, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they should... come in. I like that part where they come into the airport and they're pretending to be CBC journalists. So oh that's yeah, pretty, that's pretty yeah. great. Yeah, they should. They should be coming in and having like no nothing, like no yeah, tags, nothing. no identifiers, so that like if they get caught, it can never be traced back to America. Yeah. Instead, it's like let's let these fuckers know. Yeah, they should have. We're the... American. You it's don't like, fuck. It's like they, they should have put the bat signal up. It was just a giant fucking American flag. Yeah, I like when they're waiting. By the way, oh, all they do is waiting. Like all they do is wait. But when they're in there, they've got their motorcycles and they've got their little little, little dune buggy vehicles. Yeah, and they're just like driving through the. Sea. Is it Beirut they're in? Yeah, they're just driving through Beirut. Like no one's noticing these assholes. Yeah, like, yeah. There's all kinds of shit going on. In no, there there literally was nothing else going on. Yeah. There was not another a single person. Everybody was like home in bed. Like these, I do want to talk about the very beginning of the movie, where we are introduced to Chuck Norris, Mm -hmm. where goes in and saves that guy. Where it starts with this scene, okay, where it looks like okay, there's like some kind of war zone. There's a helicopter. There's two planes sitting there, running and waiting, 
and there's an explosion and all of a sudden there's like a hundred guys come out of nowhere and start running towards those planes. What kind of battlefield are we looking at? <laughs> what is that supposed to be? Yeah, it doesn't feel this. Well, I don't know. I don't. It doesn't really like make a lot of sense from a staging perspective. It honestly looks like everyone was in their spots. Yeah, waiting for the the mark to run. And it's like, okay, action! Blow up the helicopter! Everyone, run to the planes. Yeah, there's kind of a part like that later on in the movie too, where. all the reinforcements for the terrorists are running in to where the base is and then they blow it up and they all just and immediately turn around run. and all run away. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be funny. Yeah, I think so. Right. But uh. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is a really difficult movie for like for me to talk about because I somehow like see really yourself re- in Chuck Norris. <laughs> I can say this. <laughs> I do not see myself in Chuck Norris, but I, I, I really respect, back to saying like a, a part of the filmmaking like for three quarters of this film yeah it's like oh okay it's like they were trying to show restraint or something and then they were just like uh we can't do it anymore okay we got to bring in motorcycles that have missiles on it we're gonna have dune well, buggies and yeah. blowing shit up we're gonna have <laughs> yeah. chuck norris shoot rockets out the back of his exhaust pipes. It's, it's, like, it's, <sighs> it's actually quite a compelling interesting story it's just not what i it, it juxtaposed <laughs> No one's going to believe those are the same films. Yeah, I mean, it's a very hilarious sort of switch in gears. And I wish they had yeah. gone a bit even harder into, like, why these guys are doing these actions. Like, the terrorist stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I think they should have given them, like, context. Like, this is what happened to us. This is why we're doing this. We're, like, we're fighting for this. And it's such a... I mean, it's it's obviously supposed to be so racist like but they're there's there's what do you mean they're but they're, like they like do they think that we're just gonna get away with like saying all this kind of stuff and then being like yeah we're fighting for um a new hope re- prophecy religion group like well okay so in, in real life I, I believe these guys were tied to hezbollah but i don't want to get too much into all that shit but, oh, but the funny here's the the funny thing i thought about the movie was it does do some like sort of cartoon caricature type stuff with those characters at points. But then it also tries to, I thought was weird. I was kind of surprised that they show these moments of them. Humanizing like, them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. With the, with they the did little that. girl. Yeah. yeah. Like the little girl with he, the pregnant woman. He's he, like yeah. nice to them, but then he he's should, like a total cartoon bad guy in the, he in the other He should have shot that little girl. <laughs> that would have been more hardcore. Like, sure. honestly, I didn't want it to happen. <laughs> But they should have done that. Uh, I mean, for the sake of the movie, but I feel like that's what I'm saying. Like, it's such a weird movie because I think he really tried to stick to what the actual events all the way up until the end. And then all of a sudden just go bananas with it. It's such a weird fucking movie. <laughs> why? Why didn't they just put Chuck Norris on the plane and he was like an air marshal or something? Yeah. Or why did they have them get on? They the wouldn't plane? have had the Delta Force. Don't, okay, wait, <laughs> wow. sorry. I can't you remember. just need Chuck Norris. Do they, they land and refuel and then go? Yeah, yeah, they land so first that's in where they should have Algiers or something, and then they from and then they go from there. Why couldn't he sneak in through the landing gear? Yeah, I mean, all those would have been good ideas. I mean, <laughs> he systematically blow darts them or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I thought that was funny too because we almost get to know a couple of the terrorist characters better than we do anybody on Delta Force. Oh, we know every character on that airplane. 
so much more than Delta Force. Yeah. Like we we learn nothing about any of the like we don't know anything about Chuck Norris's character other than he saved that guy at the beginning. It w- right. we don't know anything about Lee Marvin. We don't know anything about Steve James, the the, the black guy who's uh, who was in the ex the uh, Exterminator. Remember he was the friend. Oh, okay, who got, yeah. I think we should hurt. revisit the Exterminator guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the thing about Lee Marvin is if you've seen him in any of his other movies. He plays this similar character, so it's kind of like he's just doing Lee Marvin. You know what he is, right? You right. Don't, you don't have to know much more than. Yeah. I feel like Lee Marvin would hate my guts. And you got Robert Vaughn who shows up for just like um, he's from uh, Magnificent Seven. He shows up. He's like the he's like kind of their liaison guy, talking to them right. uh, from the government side of things. Who's like, oh no, you can't go yet because we're trying to do negotiations. He's like in this movie for like two scenes. Yeah. There's like a movie where he, there's a scene, sorry, where he gets debriefed and then the scene where he talks to Lee Marvin on the phone about whether or not he can, he can go ahead and attack. And that's it. We don't see him again. Like, I'm like, why is he in this fucking movie? Like, I know it's very strange. I, I guess I think I feel like a, a weird thing about Canon movies is that they were always trying to make themselves legitimate as a studio. And like, and they always were like, this next movie is going to be the one that makes us into a real, a real thing and we're not going to just be like this B movie thing anymore. Right. And so even in this movie, I can feel like they're trying to be like where this is a real drama about real events that took place, but also Chuck Norris is going to come in and do some karate shit and like blow some stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what I, let's, let's talk about like the last half hour of the movie. So Chuck Norris is obviously the worst part of this film. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's particularly bad in this. He I just, never said he that. He just doesn't have anything really to do other no. than at the end, you know, shoot some shit up. I'm just saying he's the up. worst part of the movie. I mean, he doesn't even really have hand-to-hand combat. There's a couple moments at like, the end, but barely. Yeah, very, very he barely. Like, it's, which is funny because he's the karate guy, right? Exactly. That's what you would expect. Yeah. But no, he rides a motorcycle and shoots people with rockets. I mean, I gotta, I gotta say, I enjoyed the shit out of him riding that motorcycle with missiles on it. I mean, I a motorcycle with missiles on it. I would, I would have liked it better <laughs> if he did it over water. Oh, oh, oh. the motorcycle over water <laughs> shooting okay. rockets, like a ski do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're taking it up a notch. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like triple X. Well, so you guys know my feelings about stupid guns. So I hate stupid it. motorcycles. Okay, so there's a scene. It's just so hilarious. No, okay, like, so why is that in this movie? Okay, so, <laughs> exactly, it's a different movie. So I'd like this explained to me. There's a scene where okay, so it's a it's a high, say there's a road, um, like a two lane road. The answer is going to be because it's awesome. Okay, so there's a two lane road. <laughs> So there's two Jeeps. They're riding in both the left and right lane. Right. Okay. There's like the people that Chuck Norris is trying to save in front in the middle, like driving down the center line. Like behind or in front. Oh, in front. They're in front of the two Jeeps. Okay, and Chuck yeah. Norris is in a motorcycle right. behind them driving on the center line as well. Right. Yeah. He then starts shooting his guns. He's got machine guns on the motorcycle. On his motorcycle. But he's like now, but think about this. Mm. He's driving in the center on the center lane. Right. Whoa, and he's whoa, whoa. you're getting re- way too into the, uh, on the, a second. the physics and, and the actual shooting, reality. He's only shooting people somehow directly in the back <laughs> and the, people on the left well, lane. Well the two guns are on the yeah. sides of the motorcycle. No, no. He shoots no one on the right lane. 
He only <laughs> shoots people in the back on the left lane. <laughs> he's only shooting the one cannon and the one. No, side. it's not. It shows them both firing. I mean, he's a trained Delta Force. I'm gonna go back to the original operative. answer because it's awesome. It's yeah. not awesome. It, it is awesome. No, it's not. It's fucking dumb. I mean, I do like all the stuff with him on the motorcycle because it's it's so cheesy. It what about when he finds that guy hiding under the mattress? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I thought what does he say to him? He's like, sleep tight, sucker. I thought he was going to be like, assalamualaikum. Sleep tight, sucker. I honestly saw that scene and I'm like, I don't know. Like, it just feels like murder. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not like. Can you imagine how bad the movie yes, has to be oh, for got James him. to be I mean, like. There's a part where the Jeep pulls up with those other guys outside and they just shoot. Him and Steve James just shoot their rocket launchers at them and like blow them up instantly. I mean, uh, you guys forgot about the part where uh, Chuck Norris is going to get shot by the dude in the Jeep, like one of the terrorists. And like the guy like is like he's already shot. and He's like bloody and he's like trying to lift his gun. Yeah. Robert Forster, the, the main villain. Yeah, And he tries to shoot the gun. And right beforehand, like right before he pulls the trigger, Chuck Norris has got his, his back to him with the, the and it's r- like he's farting or something. <laughs> oh. He farts out those oh rockets. God. That's honestly what it's like. Guys, let's not use that language on this podcast. <laughs> we don't use oh. such language. OK. Um, he it, gasses he's like a gar- out. He's like a garbage <laughs> pail kid whose ability is to shoot missiles out of his ass. <laughs> Well, he kind of he, he, he no he's so, looking his body's forward with his head looking back with creepy. his butt out and it he's is. like woo <laughs> take my butt missiles I mean take it is my, a it's a funny looking my shot. butt missiles guys, <laughs> it's a funny looking you guys shot. have you guys have created a lewd podcast uh, I don't know if I can be a part of I mean. Yes. I mean, I, I, again, I enjoyed all that stuff because it's so ridiculous. I just, you know what my problem with it is, is that it's ridiculous. I didn't find it fun. And what I want in a movie like this is that I want those things to be fun. So like even where I had problems with Commando, at least that was like fun. Like it was like, I don't know. Because of the way everything was set up, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is just set up so poorly for what they do. It's almost like they're trying to make this like incredibly like um like heartfelt, um, character driven movie where like Yeah, but then they forget to introduce us to anybody on the Delta Force, so we don't give a shit about what about well, any what, of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the blonde guy gets wounded and then dies and they're like oh yeah what's his name like blonde guy like yeah like well you don't even know who he is he keeps saying the same line and i even forget what the line is like i'll see you when i see you he says i'll see you when we get there oh like they're they're flying back to yeah yeah he keeps saying that he dies and so you're supposed to be so sad but it's like and george kennedy god bless him i don't know how he got those tears to come out like yeah who the fuck is this guy i know I want to talk about Menachem Golem for a minute, though, the, the director, because I was reading about when well, they were shooting all these sh- scenes on the plane in mm-hmm. Israel, and it was like 38 degrees. Yeah. And like the actors were like, holy fuck, like we're dying, like we're sweating our asses off. And, and Shelley Winters got in an argument with him about it and was like, I can't do it. I'm going to die. And he said, do it and then die. <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. I mean, gotta love this guy. That's yeah. actually really funny. I mean, like that's, that's like that's like psychotic. That's like something like Hitchcock would say. Yeah, I I mean, you guys gotta watch the the documentary about Canon Films. It is hilarious, and just to see these guys because 
these two guys that started this they're from israel they moved to america wanted they you know they loved movies they wanted to make movies yeah and they fucking did it they like made it happen and but i mean yeah for the most part all these movies they made are, are shit right but there's just something so fun about this idea that just you know through willpower and pluck they somehow made an entire you know huge huge thing for a while where they were putting out all these movies almost all of them were bad yeah so you're saying but, we could do this yeah <laughs> not in this economy <laughs> the, the dream is alive the dream is alive um so yeah I, I i still enjoy going back and watching these canon movies even though like okay so Bloodsport was canon yeah um that guy in that case van damme had gone into golan's office and was like you've got to make him you got to put me in the movie he was begging him oh saying, yeah, telling yeah. him he was starving yeah and he wasn't gonna do it and then he was like Oh, okay, fine. He basically just like gave in and was like, "Fine, we'll make a movie with you." Well, <laughs> like, well, no. There's, there's uh, Van Dam talks about this in an interview. Van Dam Golan came out of the restaurant and was going in. So I kick, I kick above his head. He was, wow, no. And he was with two um, buyers, Asian buyers, and he heard them go. Oh, so when he heard them being impressed, not himself, he gave me his cart, and I met him weeks later. And he said, "My friend." Michael Dudakov, he is a star. Chuck Norris, he is a star. He'll never be a star. This voice I have, this intuition voice I have for years and years, who said, go around the desk and beg, bro. This is your last shot, right? I was living on the street, sleeping in cars and in garage. Sometimes I stole food. I didn't have good money. I took 3,000 and I came to America, but I was so starving for movies. When you want something, you want something, right? So I go around the desk, I say, you know, anything. Do you have any, like a small part? And he see me very sad, you know, the situation of a guy asking, almost begging. And he says, sit down. He was sad to see me like that. He look at me strange. He wait for two, three minutes. He go, Karen, bring me Bloodsport. Yeah. And so, but even then, once Bloodsport was done being made, uh, it sat on the shelf for a couple of years because the the edit like was so bad of it oh, that okay. everyone was like, "This is a complete piece of shit." Then they hired some guy to come in and re-edit it and brought in Van Dam to help edit it. Yeah, and then that's that's the blood sport we it was eventually released. So mm. apparently, like originally, it was like unwatchable. Really. So mm. anyway, just some background on yeah. on these guys, but. I mean, the whole, like, anytime a canon movie comes up, it's like, it's either, like, cult classic or it's just yeah <laughs> complete garbage. Yeah, that's usually the, the case. There's right. not usually a lot of in-between. Um, Let's talk about the music. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so da, 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 da. so everybody, I, I, I was reading along. People like like the soundtrack, but I I thought in the ending where it was really monotonous and not. Yeah, well, it gets really repetitive, right? Really like, repetitive at the uh, end. I actually don't mind it, except that they play it like eight million times in a row. Yeah, especially in that last half an hour, like it just keeps repeating the theme over and over again. Yeah, because like it's just 
James told me it's the same guy who did Back to the Future. Yeah, Alan Silvestri. When we are in the midst of hard action, I wanted to come up with something that was hard as well, something that absolutely went in the direction of what we were seeing on the screen. So when Chuck Norris and Lee Marvin and the gang are out there fighting, and you know our boys are out there fighting the fight and saving the folks, wanted something that had a lot of energy, a lot of power, uh, a fighting spirit in it. And I was like, okay, but this kind of sucked. <laughs> but not not necessarily because of like of the composer, but because of like the way they used it. Like it just Yeah, well this music they went on to use it for like uh ABC like winter sports or some shit like that. Use it as their theme music and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. I um, think I did read that. So Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, his so his stuff the you know, obviously he went on to be like a great composer. I think at this time he did this for like really cheap. Uh, and that's why it's like a synth score and there's no orchestration at all. He couldn't like the amount of money they were willing to pay him. He couldn't afford to actually use an orchestra for this. Right. So given what he had, I think it's a pretty good theme, but yeah, I agree that it's like, they just like hammer it over and over. My, and yeah. Over. My problem is just like with the, with the last 20 minutes, it feels like they just play the same, the same the part, same part <laughs> yeah. on repeat. Yeah. And it's like, Okay. Watching Chuck be super patriotic, right? He's like kicking ass. It's really like missiles. It's really like a like. It's so crazy. It's it's like watching a like a burgeoning good young filmmaker. (laughs) He wasn't young, I don't think. No, no, no. But like, what I'm saying is like, it's like watching like this 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 one person that's like on the cusp of like possibly doing this accidental great thing, (laughs) and then also watching like somebody else come in and completely ruin it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, well, I think those were the, I mean, those were just like, he couldn't escape his, his trappings of what he, what they were always doing on canon, canon type movies. So instead of giving us like two hours of the Chuck Norris stuff that we would expect, they, it's like, they tried to make a real serious movie, but then we're like, you know what? You know, we're, they're selling this, I guess on the, on the idea that chuck norris is gonna kick ass right yeah he's he's your main guy he's with teaming him up with lee marvin you got a classic action guy a relatively at the time young action guy so i guess they were trying to appeal to you know they're trying to appeal to everyone and i think that's what canon will often try to do was like oh we're gonna get everyone into this we're gonna you know they they got we did masters of the universe was canon cyborg was canon right Right. I mean, um, so Chuck Norris in an interview, he's like, the great thing about Canon is uh, all the other studios will say no, and Canon is like, <laughs> will say yes. And so when they, they, they go by instinct, and if they feel something, then they'll go with it. And they'll put their, all their resources behind it. And uh, I think that's, that's good. And I think that a lot of times you got to go with your gut feeling. I do with films. I go with what I feel in myself is the right film for me to do. Sometimes it's right and sometimes it's wrong, but if you can be right more than 50% of the time, then you're doing pretty good. And so even Chuck Norris was a realist about what they were, what yeah. they were doing. You guys want to know a little about Chuck Norris? I mean, this guy, I'm going to tell you this. He, he hates gay people. 
I'm on I'm on his Wikipedia right now. Hates gay people, loves Newt. <laughs> That's what it says on his Wikipedia. Yeah, Chuck Norris hates gay people. <laughs> hates, loves Newt Gingrich. Uh, oh, of course. Uh, uh, Ted Cruz and Donald Trump and Mike Huckabee. Yeah, no, no surprises oh, there. You know what? Chuck Norris should be banned from this podcast. Oh fuck! <laughs> I will do like, this. Like seriously. You know what? There are certain actors I, will ban I think people. are scumbags. Can we I wanna ban I wanna ban Chuck okay, Norris. Okay, but like you brought up earlier. Okay, so yeah, Chuck Norris, he might be a fan of a lot of people that we think are pieces of shit. But what are the shitty things that he's done? Like he's not a Seagal. He hasn't trafficked. Um, he's probably he's probably given these people money. <laughs> he does. Well, probably. I, I, he's given them lots of money. Which I mean He's very, very anti same sex marriage. Uh, yeah. So, so, so he's cool, is what you're saying. So he's right <laughs> up Dustin's alley. <laughs> right so like, the, this, yeah. guy, this guy is just pushing every button for Dustin. Just <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of check more. <laughs> check is in the future. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if, uh, if we're going to ban people based on. There, I don't want to get into banning people on this I mean, show. I just don't think he's in anything good, so I just don't worry. Okay, wait. I, now, earlier this year, I watched a much better Chuck Norris movie. Than then why didn't you fucking pick it? Because dummy? I wanted to watch something else that I hadn't seen. Uh, <laughs> you fucking idiot! <laughs> Silent, oh, okay. Silent Rage. Shout out to Silent Rage. Silent Rage. Um, but there's a couple others that I'd be interested in doing at some point down the line. Lone Wolf McQuaid is another one. A Code of Silence I've heard is good. Invasion USA is supposed to be fun. So here's the thing. So. Like, like This is why like I want to ban him. I also could ban no, fucking we're not, we're not Se- Seagal. We're not banning Seagal. <laughs> See, I can't, I can't <laughs> ban him. You can't. I mean, I hate him. America's I hate Clowns, him. Steven Seagal. But <sighs> it's just fun to trash talk him. Yeah, and, and we can trash talk Chuck as well. And I mean... He has an open invitation to come on and defend himself. <laughs> Via Skype, I assume. Yeah. Well, no, he, oh, he, he can, can come, come here. He can come. I'll give him a kiss on the he, lips. He can come to John's basement. I, <laughs> and we can chat. I'll give him a bowl of carrots. I can t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. I think based on his age and weight, I think we could all take him right now. <laughs> I don't know. That ponytail whip around hit you in the face? Yeah, that ponytail whip might be a little bit. Put on his, he put on some of his sweet music. That'll do it. That'll so. do when the girls start to strut, you can look at them, but you shouldn't do that. The girl dress is just a pity, not just there to cover her kitty. When me, I bring it oh, Man, oh. this music fucking, that shit gets you ready to fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, that's some fucking, who gets you all wet, Dustin. The Caribbean? That Caribbean? That Caribbean shit, that yeah. Woo! Uh, do you got a box office weekend for this thing? All right. Before we give the, uh, our reviews of this movie, let's do two things. One, let's do the box office. So this came out the week of week. Sorry, weekend seven of 1986, uh, February 14th to 17th. Um, there's top Valentine's 10, Day. Top 10 movies. <laughs> When's Valentine's Day? Romantic hmm? movie to take a date to. Is it the 14th? 14th. I don't know. 
So for uh, top ten movies, uh, one, two, three, four, five of them are new. Mm-hmm. You want to guess where Delta Force landed? It is in the top ten. Oh, I was gonna say thirty. <laughs> no, it's I'm in, gonna say seven. It's in the top ten. Um, I'm gonna say nine. Uh, so let's start from the bottom. Number ten, Hannah and her sisters. Okay, heard of it, never seen it. Uh, number nine, Youngblood. Youngblood, Rob Lowe. Damn it. Number eight, FX. Okay. That's a new film. Hannah and her, Hannah and her sister was also a new film. Uh, number seven, Quicksilver. Oh, is that the Kevin Bacon where he's like a bike messenger or something like that? That sounds like a really dynamic film. Really? No, so. it doesn't. It sounds fucking boring as shit. <laughs> Sorry. Remember they did that one with Joseph Gordon-Levitt where he was a bike messenger a few yeah. years back? I don't think that was a went fucking... To, I went to that in the theater. Oh, I, I do, I do remember seeing... Rush? I don't think that was a raving <laughs> I never watched it. <laughs> Michael Shannon was the villain? I thought it was kind of fun. What? What's the plot of that? I don't really remember. <laughs> uh, number six, Murphy's Romance. I don't know that one. I don't know that. Number five, Out of Africa. What? Wow, it's in the top five. Number four, Wildcats. Wow. Wildcats. I think that's Goldie Hawn. It is. It is number yeah. three. Wesley Snipes. Number three, Delta Force. Wow. Yeah. That's big hitter. That's crazy. Brought, uh, in, brought in some dollars for Canon. Number two, The Color Purple. And number one, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like it's a. Well, okay. So, February is generally a slow time of year. Releases. It's dump months now. Well, not not now. Now it, things have changed. But like up until like three four years ago, it was just yeah. dump month. So it had a it had an opportunity there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, some other movies that are in the top twenty are I mean are uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two, Iron Eagle, Jewel of the Iron Nile. Eagle. Fuck, my dad took me to see Iron Eagle. <laughs> back to Back to the Future uh, is in the top. 20. So those are movies that had come out in, yeah. in the previous weeks that are already. Yeah, I'm assuming Back to the Future had come out quite yeah, a I'm bit Yeah, I'm sure before. it was probably in the theater for months already. At it, that uh, it had already made $200 million mm-hmm. pretty much at this point. So, hmm. I mean, by mm-hmm. far the biggest well, hit. Well, hey, it did better than I, I thought it was. Yeah, it made five, uh, almost $6 million. Six whole million? Six whole million. Wait, on opening weekend or total? Opening weekend. Okay. Uh, total, it made, according to... Box Office Mojo uh, Worldwide seventeen point seven million dollars. What was which the budget? More movie than I'm ever more money than I'm ever gonna make. It's budget. I don't know. Fucking a buck and a half. I'm betting they made some money on. And I mean, I bet you made shitloads of money on rentals. But. All right, let's rate yeah. this movie and then read one review. So, Dustin, it's your pick. You go first. All right, my uh. My reaction was a four, and my overall score ends up being a three point eight. You fucking love this movie. Why? <laughs> love do you, it. How do you love, love this movie so much, dude? I mean, how does anything? I just get... didn't think it was that terrible. I mean, I thought I think the dramatic parts were decent, and I thought the and then when it totally switched gears and became completely crazy, I had fun with that a bit. I, I mean, mean, I still think it's a bad movie. How does anything get like five anywhere in the neighborhood? Yeah, of five? because the plot I didn't think was bad in terms of all the stuff that went on on, on the plane. It was the plot isn't just like and also a one line <laughs> sentence of like what the movie's about, dummy. <laughs> and I also thought the action was really fun once it finally happened at the end. All right, all right, James. 
I'd give it a five. That's can, half of the possible marks it could get. James, can you give right. a more realistic review? <laughs> okay, well, my reaction's a one. <laughs> my overall my overall score is a 1.4. You don't think that's a little low? No. And <laughs> here's the thing. I gave pacing a one. And <laughs> the only reason... Pacing was not, not the greatest. The only story. reason I didn't give it a zero is because... This movie has a beginning and it has an end and it runs two hours and whatever, 14 minutes. That's it. That's the only reason. I didn't think the pacing was quite that bad, but it was bad. Holy, really? It was bad. I gave it a three. I mean, can you think of a movie that... Oh sure, I could, I could think of worse. Give me, uh, give me some time afterwards. I'll <laughs> think of some ones that are worse. Okay. All right. So I gave this movie overall. Uh, I gave it a two. Uh, it has a two across the board for me. It's just twos. It's a straight tour, buddy. <laughs> straight tour. <laughs> straight. Straight deuce. fucking deuces, buddy. What is that? What is that? You know what that means? It's total shit. <laughs> uh, it's like Bono. <laughs> <laughs> He's made out of shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's always trying to be number one because he's a big number two. <laughs> uh, so that gives it a 1.8. 1. 1.8. 1. Wow, that is low. I mean, I don't no, think it deserves to be that low. It actually gives it a 2.4. Oh, oh 2. what 4. am I looking at here? So it's a 2.4. It's a 2.4. That puts it... Oh, man, I hate when this happens. It's all alone at number 128 between Masters of the Universe and Battleship. <laughs> and I will say this, and I will go to my grave saying this, I would rather watch Battleship again. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd want to watch either of them again. I'd rather watch Ranger Games. <laughs> Ranger Games is really bad. It, it's pretty bad. But James, come on, tell me the truth. I mean, I'd rather watch the Exterminator. I, you know, could I watch just the last half hour of this movie? I don't. That's better than Battleship. I don't think there's any scenario where this movie is on TV, and that I only have one channel. This is the, <laughs> I that I one channel that I keep this movie on, and <laughs> Even watch if it. Was it. Just the last half an hour part with all the ridiculous rockets. Well, no, I would be starting from the beginning. Oh, I see. Right? So I would, I'd probably go to bed or something. <laughs> or do what I never do, which is read a book or something. <laughs> okay, I mean, so you... would be a really dire time. <laughs> yeah. so, so you're... Desperate. Would you read the novelization of the Delta Force? <laughs> so There's here's probably the one of So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's our childhood, right. Right? right? So we've got, like, a couple channels. Like, yeah. sometimes two, sometimes four. Right. <laughs> Just depending on the wind? No, seriously, yes. That's it depends on the the pie plate that we've placed. Yeah, okay. On this, the antenna. These are, these are not jokes. Painting the picture. I know. I'm, I, I, things I, we've done. The, the struggles. It's one of those weekends where there's a fucking um, telethon on both channels, and the other channel is the CBC. Right. Mm. Well, they wouldn't play this. No, but so say it is. So <laughs> trying they, to raise money. Say this is playing. Chuck Norris. Say this is playing on the CBC. Right. Are you watching the telethon or are you watching Delta Force? I'd probably watch the telethon, and here's why. <laughs> the telethon has little breaks where they do, they have somebody where it's like, uh, can do a trick or something. Right. They can like stand on their head and yeah. play violin or something. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I would be more entertained watching that right. than watching <laughs> this movie. 
I probably would at the uh, end watch the end you guys part. Have broken Menachem Golan's heart with your. Well, I'll tell you this, man. James is a person who sticks with. Uh, he sticks by his guns. Like, he puts <laughs> his money where his mouth is. So we did not like this movie. So like we do, we're gonna read a contradict a contrarian review. So I want to read this review from. Um, is this like a full 10-star review? This is a full 10-star review from IMDb. <laughs> so you know what happens. When we when we love a movie, we read a, 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 a one-star. When we hate a movie, we read a 10-star. So this is uh, a 10-star review from IMDb by Rottweiler. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's called... I think that sums up probably this person yeah it's called terrorists the, the, the title of this is called terrorists get what they deserve wow and it's got one of those sideways smiley face like things where you do like the the, the, yeah. the, the dots and the thing honestly okay wait before you say this i thought in the part where the one terrorist says please don't shoot me or he he's trying to negotiate with chuck norris and Chuck Norris just shoots him. He just kills him. Doesn't he just kick him or something? Yeah, he, I don't know what it is. Gives him a no, no, he kick. doesn't kill. That's the guy that's on the on the radio. On the radio, he doesn't kill him. Yeah, he just kicks him. Oh, he just kicks him. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. Ki- he doesn't kill him. Well, I mean, he does because later he blows up the whole buildings and well, soon, soon yeah. that guy's knocked okay, out. Yeah. So he does kill him. So your point stands regardless. I mean. I was half expecting to be like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Or yeah, something I was like waiting that. for that. That line. would have been a great line though, because <laughs> it would have been it would have been perfect right yeah. there. But he just didn't deliver, just like this movie. What do you mean? <laughs> you got the sleep tight sucker line. What else do you want? <laughs> right. Uh, so on IMDb, um, you can you can rate if you found this helpful or not. Uh-huh. Like this. So five out of ten people found this review helpful. Okay. So he's batting fifty. So this is uh, <laughs> once again, this is terrorists get what they deserve. Sideways smiley face by Rottweiler. I've always been an I hate that. Norris fan and shall remain so forever. Two exclamation points. This movie is one of the best movies I ever seen. Exclamation point. (laughs) After September 11th, I thought it would be hard to see this movie again, but it wasn't. The initial airport and hijacking scenes are more disturbing that ever. But I feel so good. When the terrorists get what they deserve, exclamation point, this destiny is what Obama and his band of stinking rats will meet, exclamation point, Osama, exclamation point, (laughs) God bless America, exclamation point, exclamation point. He likes his exclamation points. P.S. Thanks, Obama. P.S. I thanks, like that he Obama. Uses, he's, he's not a one exclamation guy or a three exclamation guy. Yeah. He's a two exclamation I mean... Guy. Well, no, actually, he's a one exclamation guy, a two exclamation guy, and a three exclamation guy. Oh, okay. Guy. He's covering the... He uses covering all the, of them. The full <clears throat> gamut here. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean... He sounds reasonable. Sure. I mean... I guess those two terrorists that hijacked the plane, anyone that's associated with them should just die, right? Sure. I'm feeling like there's like that. So there's a there's a line that he says to the little girl um, in the mother where the terrorist is like, how old are you? Mm-hmm. And she's like six, six or something like that. And he's like, I had a daughter. Yeah, he says I had a daughter. Yeah. Like, so there's 
I feel like there's a trauma like that, Mm -hmm. that like, this is like a retaliatory like Mm -hmm. thing. And the things that the terrorists don't actually kill and they don't, they kill the one guy. They They kill one guy. guy They beat him and then they shoot him and drop him off the plane. Yeah. So yeah. Um, (laughs) do not recommend this movie. Dustin, unless you want recommend, I'd say watch the last half hour. (laughs) Well, but I mean, this movie is like all right. Porsche, like, you know, gobbledygook so Dustin loves it yeah oh by the way this is this is the beginning of me (laughs) I am now going to make the internet think that you are I think you've been working on that for a while that uh yeah concept well I just want your I want your true colors to be I mean I'm gonna end up getting banned from the show (laughs) I want your true (laughs) somehow I'm trying to get kicked off the show and Dustin's the one that's gonna leave (laughs) yeah all right uh, so this is episode 143 Next week we have episode 144 And we are having a guest on the podcast James, who is the guest? It's Chuck from Chuck Goes to the Movies Oh hey, welcome Chuck Which, What movie did Chuck pick? Well, a classic um, Definitely in your wheelhouse, Mrs. John. Doubtfire? <laughs> no There was a drive-by fruiting <laughs> That's the only action in that movie <laughs> No, we get to see your boy Travolta. I got no beef with Travolta. A little broken arrow. Fucking Ooh, Christian John Slater Woo. classic. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that. Yeah. Well, if I know one thing about John Woo, it's that whenever he's on American Soil, he makes uh, great films. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best. Yeah, I think he's batting a uh, thousand on American Soil. So. There's going to be pigeons or doves or whatever <laughs> are there pigeons i can't remember if there's, there's pigeons. pigeons in every movie i'm sure the doves the doves the doves show but, up at some point yeah this, yeah the this doves. movie takes place in the desert there's, doesn't matter there's doves in the desert right <laughs> all right so all right well uh, next week please uh come back and we'll talk about the doves um until then please check us out on instagram on not on facebook don't, don't go there i always forget i hate it uh, Spotify, uh, Letterboxd, Action Action Podcast, James? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our website, actionactionpodcast.com, and we'll see you next week. Let's go, guys.